Jamie Summers from Afternoons with Heart and Humor. Something you may not know about me is I'm really conscious of what I put in my body. So I eat healthy, try to stay as active as possible. That's also why I was so excited when I heard that Dr. Kellum at the Kellum Stem Cell Institute is able to retrieve my own stem cells and place them exactly where I need them most with focused infusions. If you're ready for something more effective and a healthier way to heal, get more information at KellumStemCellInstitute.com. I'm Doug, catching up with an amazing couple, Squire Rushnell and his wife, Louise DeArt. They've written a new book called Dog Winks, True Godwink Stories of Dogs and the Blessings They Bring. Now for backstory, Squire is a popular speaker and New York Times bestselling author with more than a million books in print. He coined the term Godwink. We'll get to that in a moment. You may have seen him on television, NBC, Fox, CBS, And as a veteran ABC TV network exec, he led Good Morning America to the number one spot and oversaw the acclaimed Schoolhouse Rock series and the ABC After School specials. Squire and Louise, thanks for making time. Well, I guess the first place we should start, Squire, is with you and the backstory of the term that you coined, Godwink. Well, a Godwink is one of those things that at first we all thought was, and you think when you have them happen to you, that it's a coincidence. But if you really looked up the word coincidence, it would say in the dictionary, two unusual things converging that have no causal uh, foundation, that there's no cause to it. And a gunwink is a word that then are two things that happen where there is a causal effect, and that is a, a, a origin from a divine sources. And so that's how that word went into the language. It was in a was in the first book that we did. That was uh, dogwinks is the twelfth book, so twelve twelve books ago, and. Um, you know, three Hallmark movies and now a Netflix movie on the runway, and uh, it's a word that just brings joy to people. Now, a dog wink is really a, a series of uh, God winks that happen with a dog at the center. So that's what this book is about. Every single story has a wonderful Godwink story. And I understand, too, guys, that uh, one of the stories in the book has been picked up as a Netflix movie? Well, the first story in the book, it's called Ruby. <clears throat> and uh, and Ruby is uh, just an absolutely wonderful uh, story. Ruby was a seven-month-old pup at the Rhode Island SBCA, part Australian Shepherd, part sm- uh, Border Collie, very smart, high energy. Now, Pat Inman was the lady trainer who worked with the dogs at the SPCA to get them ready for their adoptive tryouts with families. And she loved Ruby, mischievous but sweet. Ruby, however, had been returned for the fifth time Every single time the families returned as unmanageable, and the last time they said nipping at children. Mm. Well, that got the lawyers very worried. So Ruby was scheduled for euthanasia in two hours. Pat Inman gets the call from one of the SPCA managers, and she says, "You can't put Ruby down. She's smart. You, you, you. Have you offered her to the state police canine unit?" She pleaded. 
He said they'd never taken one of our dogs. They buy these dogs for $15,000 that are bred for search and rescue. They've just never taken one of our dogs. Well, can you try, she cried. She turned and she left the SPCA vowing never to return. She couldn't bear the thought of what might happen to that sweet dog, Ruby. Feeling guilty, the manager decided to take Pat's idea. He called the state police canine commander, and here was the first God wink. The commander had just learned that his budget had been cut. And he was supposed to be buying a dog for an officer who had been bugging him for years to get into the unit. Now he had no partner for this officer. So here was the Godwink. Mm. The commander had the budget cut, but he came to look at Ruby and decided to take a chance. Officer Dan O'Neill, the trooper, had always struggled with attention deficit disorder, and now he was matched with Ruby, who definitely had ADD. <laughs> DDD. <laughs> so Dan and Ruby were a team. They endured the teasing of officers, fellow officers, for months. They struggled, and finally Ruby emerged, realizing that she had a job, and she decided she wanted to do that job to the best of her ability, and she became a champion right alongside all the top-performing rescue dogs. Well, a couple of years later, it was a freezing spell in October in Rhode Island. The canine unit was sent out looking for a boy who had been lost in the woods for 48 hours. Ruby takes off, Trooper Dan following. He finds Ruby at the bottom of a ravine, licking the face of a boy. The boy's forehead was all bloody, and there was barely a pulse, but Dan radioed his fellow officers. They radioed back, we can't find you. The GPS coordinates aren't working. Bark, Ruby, bark, said Dan. Following the sound of Ruby, the EMTs and other officers arrived, took the boy to an ambulance and to the hospital. Officer Dan went to the home of the parents to give them the good news. They were overjoyed and crying. Dan turned to leave. Officer, said the mother, have you ever heard of a dog named Ruby? Surprised, Dan turned and said, Ruby's my partner. He found your boy. She wept again. She said, my name is Pat Inman. Mm. I'm the volunteer at the SPCA who advocated for Ruby, but I never knew what had happened. Dan said, ma'am, that means that the dog you saved just saved your son. That is a dog wink. That that's chill bumps times a thousand. Wow, that is an incredible story. <laughs> Going to make a great movie. We have a fabulous script, and it doesn't come out until next February. So you have to wait for it. In the meantime, though, you can get the whole story in Dog Winks. <laughs> so, what has the reception been so far? Even from the stories that you've begun uh, to share as it relates to the e blasts and people's kind of holding on to this. I mean, it's man's best friend, right? Well, not only is it man's best friend, but the way the climate is these days where people just seem to be so mad at everybody that the one thing they have in common is people may not like people, but they all love a dog. Mm -hmm. And Mark Twain once said, the more I learn about people, the more I like my dog. <laughs> so I think that we're seeing a lot of that. I mean, if you're 
if you're walking your dog and someone else comes up to you and, and they start talking about what a cute dog it is, you don't ask what their political, you know, bent is or what religion they are. You talk dog talk. And that, I think, is bringing people together. So I think it's a perfect time for it. Oh, and these are fascinating, heartwarming stories, and that they're all true. That's just amazing. So again, the idea that these things are coincidences, this is God in action through a four-legged friend. You bet. Yes. And when you think about, you know, God has got all these attributes that so many of us know. He's faithful, and he's, um, he's, he's, he loves unconditionally. And he's always hanging on every word we said. He's always waiting for us. He's never tired of hearing from us. Well, you think about, you know, God spelled backwards as dog, and dog really has a lot of the same attributes. They're our best friends. They always want to hang with us. They love us unconditionally. They protect us. They're always in the moment. So it's those things when we look about, you know, how God creates all these beautiful birds and animals. We can look at dog and see so much of those wonderful qualities. In and Louise, I'm convinced dogs listen to your jokes and laugh. Yes, I think they do. <laughs> I may be the only one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think I get more reaction from my dog than my wife sometimes on the stories. <laughs> <laughs> so is it too early to say, or is Dog Winks 2 waiting in the wings? We're collecting stories right now. And uh, we, Simon and Schuster is very excited about this book, and they've uh, given us indications that they would love to do Dog Wink 2, but we've already pitched uh, two more stories from the Dog Winks 1 book uh, that we're talking about uh, to Netflix, and they're very excited about the whole series. Um, they haven't given us that commitment, and why should they? They want to see how the first one is, is coming along. But uh, we we are very confident that this is going to be a a trailblazing uh, you know series for Netflix. Well, also getting back to you know, our culture today, you'll notice that on a lot of the cable network streaming networks, you see a lot of dark kind of shows, you know, and people. I think some of these networks forget the flyover states, you know, between New York and L.A. They're, they're like regular old folks like us who just want to see a good movie, something that has a feel-good ending and something that you leave there with hope and encouragement. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. Well, and Louise, to turn to you, you've got a story in the book Dog Winks. Can you tell us about that? Well, when I was a, a little kid, I always loved dogs. I related to dogs more than I did people, and, and every Christmas, Top of my list was dog or puppy, but my mother would never allow me to have a dog, and I, you know, it just, it always, like, broke my heart, but I understood why, because my mother had a beloved grandfather who was bit by a rabid dog, and he died, and so my mother was deathly afraid of dogs, so I, I got that, but that didn't stop me from putting it on my list every Christmas, and one Christmas she got very upset with me, and she said, Louise, you're never going to get a dog. The only way you're going to get a dog is if someone leaves you a dog in their will. Well, <laughs> Mr. Stelberger, who was our tenant, closest thing I got to having a dog was his elderly mother needed a dog sitter, and even though I was young, he knew how much I loved dogs, and so I got to meet Spotty, the love of my life at that time, 
and Spotty and I just could not get enough of each other, and I couldn't wait to get back to see Spotty. Every time, you know, Mrs. Stelberger would call me, I'd get so excited because I'd go to see my Spotty. And then one day, Mrs. Stelberger knocked on the door, and he said, my mother passed away. Mm. Oh, we felt bad, and I have to say selfishly, I thought, oh, my gosh, will I ever see Spotty again? Mm. And then he said, but my mother left something for Louise and her will. I'll go in the back of the car, and I'll, I'll get it. And out came Spotty on a leash. <laughs> he said, my mother left Spotty for Louise. I looked at my mother, and I said, can I keep her, Ma? Can I keep her? And my mother was like a deer in headlights. She didn't know what to do. <laughs> and finally she said, well, I guess I don't have a choice. And my mother ended up falling in love with Spotty, too. And, and it was just, it was the most wonderful dog-wink, dog-wink. Who would ever think that that's what she said would actually happen? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's beautiful. The Lord works in mysterious ways for sure. (laughs) Well, guys, this has been great. I appreciate so much. Um, It's been great as we've been giving this away. We did a win it before you can buy it, and it's awesome. I had a a winner the other day that just said, I'm glad I got through when I got the right answer because I want that dog book. Love it. Well, tell them to send the dog wink stories. We we'll, we can't get enough of them. Just go to godwinks.com and uh, you'll find you'll find tell us your story and uh, you can just do it right there. Yes. Awesome, awesome, Squire and Louise. Thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Oh, thank right. you so much. You thank take you, care. Dad. Take Bye-bye. care.